From the 305 to the 303, this is TCSP. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Bryan and the Cavalry Serious Channel. Welcome to the Casually Serious Podcast with Bob the Cannabis Cowboy and Ken Man. Today's episode is Cannabis Tourism. Would you look at that? All those applause for little old us. Hey, 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 that's a lot of applause, man. That is a lot of applause. Ken, man, how the hell are you doing today, man? I'm doing awesome tonight. Yourself, Bob? <coughs> I am good, man. I am good. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We're going to, you know, I'm learning as I go that mute button is. <laughs> so I have no idea why I don't use that more often, especially for my bodily noises. But anyway, ladies right. and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us today on the Casually Serious podcast. I am, of course, Bob the Cannabis Cowboy, and that is my friend Ken Man over there. And uh, we've been doing this for four weeks now officially. Well, as soon as this is over, this will be our fourth week. Uh, but we've been doing a four-part series called uh, 360 Degrees of Cannabis. We've covered different issues. I believe we started off with politics, uh, went to music, did a couple things. And today we are landing on cannabis tourism. And I know for myself and probably most of the people that are in the audience right now, when they think about cannabis tourism, there's usually one place their mind goes to. At least it's, at least it's where I go to. And it's one of the songs that I didn't think I would like from Van Halen. And it's called Amsterdam. So tell us about uh, you know Amsterdam and, and, and how tourism has been over there. Nice Van Halen segue, dude. Love that. All right. So <laughs> I got Amsterdam here behind me. It's a place I've visited a few times. Um, and it was generally because of cannabis. Uh, back in the 90s, way before uh, cannabis was legal here in the United States, if you really wanted to go somewhere where you could legally smoke, have some choices of strains and some really just kind of good information on what you were smoking at the same time, really Amsterdam was the place to do it. So a few different times we've traveled over there and enjoyed the goods and it's uh it was quite a difference obviously not as big of a shocker now having the dispensaries in the states but at that time it was really something to be able to walk into a a, a coffee shop and other people were smoking and you had a whole choices of different strains and whatnot instead of just kind of what your guy had so it was kind of my first introduction to that which i thought was incredible obviously i'm in a foreign country but it was spectacular yeah. Uh, since 1976, actually, it's been legal to sell and smoke in Amsterdam, uh, but you can't grow. So it's kind of an odd setup. It's kind of you have to be in the coffee shops or private residence. That's it. That's all. And and most people in Amsterdam and Holland in general aren't really big smokers. And a lot of it probably is because it's kind of the stigmas away from it. It's not something you're doing as a kid. So uh, it's it's really more the tourists. But they're currently talking about making changes now, um, especially after COVID and having the streets of Amsterdam so much more quiet to the to the residents. And, and they're looking to actually ban tourists from being able to utilize their coffee shops moving forward. And these uh, these new regulations are going to be voted on literally in the next few weeks. So you're going to see a big shift there. And I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, with what's going on throughout other countries and, and uh, the relaxed, you know, views on cannabis. 
Yeah, I, I've always, you know, when I think of Amsterdam, I, I automatically go to people for some reason smoking tobacco mixed with cannabis and it pisses me off. Um, I automatically think of filters, which I didn't start using until a few years ago, right. probably just because I wanted to get more smoke intake, if I'm being honest. But I, I automatically go there. I think about the the the, uh, the ability to look through a menu of cannabis, which seemed insane to us when we were younger. Right. And, uh, you know, that's been implanted in our brain for a long time. But what I've been hearing um, is not only is that weird gray area area about how they can get their cannabis to their dispensaries. It's almost like you can't talk about that because there's a law that says that you can't transport it um, right. to the dispensary for some weird reason. But um, what exactly is the reason why uh, Amsterdam is so not tourist friendly right now? Well, a lot of it is because I believe the city itself no longer really wants to be that epicenter. There's so many things that are wonderful about Amsterdam beyond cannabis and even the red light district for that matter. Museums, just the beautiful canals and biking trails and walkways. It's a it's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It's an absolutely incredible city that offers so much more. And I believe the people are just tired of watching a bunch of bachelorette and bachelor parties and groups of people just kind of trashing their city and peeing on the streets and dressed up in all different kinds of silly things. And they just kind of want to try to bring back a little bit more of what the European charm of most of these cities are. And Amsterdam is one of those that I think really needs that and has gotten to the point where they are over the cannabis thing. And I think, uh, you know, and a huge part of it, obviously, is the way that it's been relaxed in other parts of the world and certainly in the United States, because that was a huge draw for them was Americans coming over for the cannabis once a year or just to be able to be there and and uh, and and smoke legally. Now that we have that ability here in the States, I think they're seeing a huge drop in that type of tourism, at least from the United States. Obviously, they have a huge draw from Asian countries, European countries, Australia. So, you know, they're, they're not hurting in that sense, but I think they want the image change. Right. And I and I also I would imagine they probably don't want foreigners trashing their city. Right. And, you know, it's I'm sure it was a sort of a moneymaker at first. And uh, it was, you know, a moneymaker because it was their way of life. And it was actually pretty low key. I think the Americans and the tourists are what made it sort of explode and blow up. Um, but you're, you're saying that American legalization definitely had an impact directly on Amsterdam tourism in general or, or specifically? There's no doubt. I mean, especially considering what where it's gone in America. I mean, like, like we were talking about briefly with, with Holland, they don't allow you to grow. So a lot of the marijuana that's there, it comes in from Jamaica, Morocco. Uh, some of it's grown illegally right there. And it's kind of, like you said, very hush-hush, very quiet, but that's kind of where it has to come from. So there is still kind of a seedy part of what they do there and how they do it that I believe a lot of citizens are getting to the point where, you know, hey, we really don't need this. There's so much more our city has to offer. Sure, we'll take a hit in the tourism, but ultimately at the end, I think they're looking to kind of change that image and not want to be kind of the, you know, the, the, the cannabis Disneyland of Europe. You know, and I guess much like you said earlier, like it, it, it's really, they don't, we don't really, there's no draw for anyone, and I don't, at least in legal states to go. And I believe if you're going to say to yourself, I want to go somewhere where I can legally smoke cannabis, at, especially at this point, post COVID or, or during, you know, still during, during COVID, no one's going to travel to go out there to do that. Right. Um, you know, and you're, at the very least, you just go to the two states over, like a couple of friends of mine that come to Colorado and spend the weekend out here and enjoy all the things that you can do out there, um, which is also sort of a, another 
crazy thing that's going on because we've, you know, not only as uh, tourism sort of hit Denver and, and, uh, and at least the, the, for the residents that have lived here, but also people who might've came in just to kind of hang out for a little bit and then wind up hitting the eject button saying, dude, I don't want to stay here. <laughs> that's very you know. true. That, and, and real quick, cause I, you made a point earlier about the tobacco mixed in, uh, in, in, uh, the, in marijuana in, in Amsterdam. When I went in my first shop, uh, co coffee shop in Amsterdam, I saw all of the ashtrays with big fat, roaches put out inside of them. I mean, huge, you know, I mean, back in the day, we'd go around grabbing people's roaches, smoking the ends of those things. So I'm like, man, there's a lot of weed just sitting here in the in the ashtrays, man. Obviously, I was, you know, I didn't go that route. But then when I went and got my stuff and I was ready to go with smoke, I wasn't the best at rolling, never was. So a guy, it's one of these guys that I oh, love me roll that up for you. And he grabs a cigarette, breaks it up like, whoa, whoa, whoa I've heard about this. I'm not really a tobacco guy. He's like, yeah, me either. I'm like, why are we putting tobacco in this thing? So what they do is they actually use the tobacco at the end of the joint as the filter. So the tobacco okay. rolls in at the end as they roll cones and one-handed. God, they're amazing. But they, uh, but they sure do. They just throw that that tobacco in at the end. The the you know the the cannabis goes above that and basically you smoke it till you hit the tobacco and you put it out. And that's why there's all these fat roaches and all the ashtrays. So made it's sense. Fat. But that's really what the mix is. It's not so much that they actually mix tobacco with the cannabis when they smoke it. Okay, because I have seen people sort of puffing on those cigarettes as if as, as if they are cigarettes, um, right. obviously not doing the normal hit that you would see a cannabis smoker do. That's true, um, and maybe there is some of that to make it smoke easier or stuff like that. That's very possible, but um, you know, it, it, it was interesting, like I said, to be able to go into those coffee shops because they weren't dispensaries per se, and see kind of how that worked out in the '90s or, or you know early 2000s before it really took off in the United States, but. You know, speaking of cannabis tourism internationally here in Amsterdam, how's it looking in Denver as far as cannabis tourism per se, and not just the legalization of? Well, you know, I got here in 2007, and that was pretty much seven years after we had become medically legal. And lots of laws had passed. Um, obviously, we got to, I think it was two, 2012, 2014 when it was uh, recreational legal. But uh, I lived, I live in an area outside of Denver called Lakewood. And when I got here, uh, my wife had already sort of, she'd already been living here. So, you know, I moved into sort of a neighborhood situation and I really liked it. It's very quiet. It was very quiet. <laughs> I'm going to have to preface with saying was. It was very quiet. You could get from here to where you needed to go within the city limits and probably eight, 10 minutes. And I'm not even joking around. Wow. And then I started noticing somewhere around 2010, 2011, I wasn't able to get to a lot of places. I started noticing traffic lights taking just a little bit longer. And that's when I started realizing we're starting to get hit with a wave of people. So just a, for a couple statistics right here, let's just say, um, in 2007, when I got here, there was a population of 578,789 people. I believe that is just Denver. We're not talking about the surrounding sort of counties that encompass all of Denver proper, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's about 580,000 people. And as of 2019, there are 727,000 people in in Denver, Colorado. So we rank 19th, and I think we actually got a little bit higher uh, in terms of how quick the change has happened. We are one of the fastest changing cities. It also says here, we've led the, the uh, Colorado, Denver has led Colorado in population growth for four years in a row, um, a growth rate of 2.4% from 2011 and 2012. And obviously what that means is, yeah, a lot of people are getting jobs. Uh, but a lot of people are also getting stuck in traffic, which we didn't have. I used to brag about it. 
and uh, traffic sucks in Denver, Colorado now. I'm sure a lot of people in the in the comment section could tell you that. And coming from Miami, where traffic is truly terrible always, that's uh, saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And real quick, I'm, I can share a couple bits of information because this is staggering right now. <clears throat> what you got? Let's go ahead. And, let's go ahead and throw this up here now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Whoa! Look at this. We are like fully in the yeah, 21st I've, century. <clears throat> I've got all kinds of. <laughs> hey, got the mute button working. <laughs> Yeah, because if I didn't, I would sound like Donald Duck right there. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to take another swig of my crystal light. Oh, that's great. Uh, all right. How do I sound? Am I good? I'm that's good, perfect. Right? Now you got it. You got Thank it. You so much. All right. So this right here, ladies and gentlemen, is a Google sheet of all the cultivations in Denver. So these are all owners that have legally applied and been given licenses to grow in Colorado. Yes, 100%. We're looking at... <clears throat> sorry, dude. I just got something real fucked up. I am taking over this show. Here we go. Thank you. No. <laughs> we have got currently, and I'm scrolling as fast as I can here, 463 cannabis grows in Denver right now. Wow. And those are of all sizes. I mean, some are probably huge warehouses full and others might just <clears throat> be smaller operations. Yeah, and I think that has a little bit of uh, merging with people who are making concentrates and stuff like that, too. But yeah, 100%. That is insane. Mm. Um, we have, like I said, 2% over like two or three years is insane. The traffic is stupid. I'm I'll, honestly, I'm over it 100%. I mean, I think people, I know that I know a lot of folks, if you read uh, the, the Chronicle out here, which is like the New Times in Miami, um, everyone's complaining about it. They're like, they're, go the hell back to Texas. Go the hell back to California. I'm like, how do you know I came from Texas? I actually came from Miami. Screw you. <laughs> through, but, through Texas. Yeah, I got, I, I made my way through Texas. But yeah, at the same time, I understand. I mean, you and I both can sort of relate to that on a much larger scale. Somewhere around 84, 85, 86, mm -hmm. a big change happened in Miami, Florida. What I was think that? a lot of people, yeah, the, <laughs> that was when, I, that was when I, Castro said, you know what? I'll tell you what, we're going to send you some friends of mine and they're just going to be all jolly old good people with you, boy. They, he just did what he wanted and sent prisoners our way. At any rate, uh, we're, we we And there were some good that, people on those boats. Right. I'm what? saying there there was a lot of a big change happened. So I was used to seeing that. But, you know, I don't I didn't think I didn't expect it in, in, in Lakewood. That's that's for sure. And right. traffic is insane now. Uh, you know, I had a friend come here from um, uh, Iowa. And basically was like, what is the deal with the traffic? And it was like noon on a Friday. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I, and, and again, I preface that by saying I'm from Miami. I'm going to tell you some weird shit. There's a lot of traffic in Denver. And yeah. uh, tourism has hit us really, really hard in that manner. Right. Now, you know, my sister's been out there since, uh, I believe, the early 2000s with her family. And she's certainly seen the same thing and uh, had certainly said that's a, that has been a downside to it all. She's... Uh, you know, she's, she's with it. She understands it. She's good with it and all of that and the good that it brings and all. But she's certainly seen that she's even had a house busted nearby where they were growing illegally. And uh, just, you know, it kind of hits closer to home when those kind of things happen, too. Yeah, I I, I, I kind of lumped that in with what I just described for everybody was the negatives that we don't really talk about. Right. Uh, you know, we're, we're very quick to talk about how cannabis is here and we love it. Medicinally, it's doing great things for a lot of people, but there's a lot of stuff that comes along with it. The the sort of the litter 
and the trash that I see in certain areas has been replaced with like dupe tubes and, you know, all sorts, all manner of uh, expensive baggy and stuff that we, that the states have to comply with. And, you know, and, and, and like you just said, there's also a black market element that draws people from other states out here. They say to themselves, you know, screw it. I can move to Denver and grow five, you know, 50 plants where that's not the truth. The truth of the matter is as a recreational and, and even a medicinal uh, patient, if you're 21 and over and are medicinal or medicinal or recreational, you can only grow six at a time and you can only have half of them budding at the same time. So you can only flower three plants at a time, no matter who you are in Denver. Wow. So the people that are coming here to, to grow are, are flowering a lot more than three at a time. I venture to say, I would guess I would think. Yeah. And that's also brought, uh, I don't want to say a slight criminal element because I would much rather have a grow house move next to me than a meth house. Uh, and again, we're going to split hairs on on what people think and the stigma and all that. But quite honestly, we, we both know what it takes to grow um, cannabis. I don't think we know how to make meth, but uh, I imagine it's way more volatile. I'm working on it, man. I've had a couple explosions <laughs> in the garage. Wife's not happy, but I'll get it right. I'll get it figured out. It's all chemistry. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to support us, we're trying to get that Winnebago right now. We're uh, we're trying to get to twenty seven thousand dollars, guys. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna put some accounts up real quick, but yeah, I, I found that I found that the, the the couple things that are pretty awesome, and I, I can't name drop anything, but Looper, Looper is a a tourist um, bus here in Denver, Colorado, that picks you up and groups of people up in a big giant limo bus that has dab rigs and rolled joints and all manner of cannabis and paraphernalia inside the bus because that company was created during a very bizarre time that they got sort of grandfathered into a law where they really are the only people in the city that can drive you around and let you smoke cannabis in a vehicle. And what they do is they take you to they take you to dispensary grows and then they'll stop at a pizza joint and then they'll take you at another dispensary. And, you know, I'm sure that the dispensaries have, uh, you know, select pricing along with all of them. So those members sure. go in there and you probably get a discount. But that's pretty badass. And, uh, you know, there's 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 other things. There's bud and breakfasts where there's bed and breakfast out here that they, they supply the cannabis for you. So you don't have to worry about that's it. Cool. You can smoke anytime, you know. So there's positives to this tourism. But, you know, the traffic, the uh you know, the signals, the crowding everywhere. And, you know, and and it was a great break for me too when COVID came because I drove around a little bit like when I was like, this is what 2007 feels like. That's what I'm talking about. Right. And then reality came back. Well, I mean, and, and I get what you're saying with what's yeah. happening in Denver. And I mean, if you even look at a smaller town like or city like Amsterdam, I mean, Amsterdam is probably the size of a couple of Lakewoods at the end of the day. And that and, yeah. and you've got people all over Europe, Asia, America, everyone's coming, you know, to to enjoy what they have there. And for generally those reasons. And I think that you're seeing a little of that fatigue happening now to residents in, in Denver that the people of Amsterdam have been feeling for 40 something years and COVID really helped them to realize that, you know, these are what our streets should be like, you know, we should be able to walk up and down, even though all the coffee shops are closed under protocol in, in Amsterdam right now, they are open for takeout and delivery. So they're still doing their thing there. And, and they think they really want to get that back, you know, to just enjoying the way that their city is now uh, during COVID and maybe post COVID going, going that direction again. Yeah, I enjoyed the break. I enjoyed not seeing a lot of people, if I'm being honest. And I can I could totally get what Amsterdam was thinking, especially since they sort of have uh, they have that open drug thing out there, right? Where it's uh, you know I guess um, like legal to shoot drugs up. They supply people, mm -hmm. but they also supply them with um, rehab and stuff on, on yes, a higher correct. scale than we yep. do. 
Yep, absolutely. Um, Clean needles, trying to just keep everybody as healthy as possible if they are going to do it. And just also helps to keep them to keep an eye on the ones that are and, and try to keep better closest eye on folks that maybe you could help out. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the ability for the social programs in a country like Holland to help out, I think, is a little bit greater uh, due to the smaller populations. And I think the ability for them to kind of get to know their populace a little bit better than in larger spread out places like the United States. And if I could say something in terms of what I was speaking about, cannabis tourism in America, and specifically Denver, I could tell you right now, don't move here if you play, if you want to open a dispensary. You're, you've, you missed you missed the yeah, bus on that. That window one. is closed. Eleven years ago, you were right at that sweet spot. Twelve years ago, you were right at that sweet spot because right. uh, at this point, major grows and major national grow operations are pretty much just buying up these dispensaries and. That's actually something for a completely different show, but there's right. been a major impact once you start um, upping the ante and selling as much as we've been selling and obviously making as much as we have. The only way to control that is to have a, a huge monetary backing that can handle the ups and downs of a, of a fluctuating market that might happen, which didn't happen, by the way, during COVID. Um, mm -hmm. My dispensary, Good Chemistry, was blowing up. They had amazing sales. I think I think they were doing pretty well. Um, but yeah, it's uh, how is it during... Uh, um, during like the, the lockdown for uh, Florida dispensaries? I mean, still for me, it's kind of new since I just started it during COVID uh, with the medicinal. Um, but I would imagine just like anywhere, it's there, you're going to be packed. Yeah, more people are home. I mean, you're going to be definitely doing this a little bit more than than uh, than regularly. So uh, obviously the protocols of getting in and out of the place is a little bit difficult to do. But, uh, yeah. you know, as far as uh, increasing, I think honestly, just with Florida, increasing in general by by signing up new people every day by the hundreds by the thousands that alone is really creating the bigger demand onto the dispensaries locally as people are kind of feathering out new dispensaries are opening you've got a few of the big groups down here and then some of the other ones that are doing their thing as well but um you know i, I don't i think if anything it's gonna it's gonna help increase it. i mean look i didn't even have to step into a doctor's office to get my license because of covid everything was over the phone I've never seen anybody yeah. in person. <laughs> I've already gotten seven scripts over the last year, and I haven't had to walk in anywhere. So for that, I, I like it. And I'm going to go ahead and reiterate that to all of my friends in Florida. What the hell are you waiting for? I'm telling you. I try I tell I mean, to everybody I know down here. If anything, it's a get-out-of-jail-free card. Why don't you yeah. do this? It is inexpensive. People try to say it's expensive. It's not. To get your card, to have your card, it's not. And you get good deals on a lot of these dispensaries. Shop around, try to find the best places to go, and you will play, pay less than what you pay on the street. And I'm willing to bet, um, hey, we got a built different group hopping in there. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Good to see you. Good to see you. How's it going? Yeah, we got a, we, those we, guys. Eric B popped in here. Sarah's hey, in here. B. We got a few people watching right now. All right. Um, good, to good to see you guys. Thanks for and, joining you know, us. There's really only a couple of ways that we can kind of keep the lights on in here. And with uh, with saying all that, we'll be able to uh, speak to some of our sponsors, uh, speak for some of our sponsors. We've had a few of them in the past that have been doing great things. And uh, I'm really, really hoping they stick around with us. I'm really hoping you guys stick around with us as well, because we're enjoying doing this show. And while I've got you, give us an idea for the next show. Do us a favor. We, we've ended this four or four episodes and we're kind of getting to something different. So um, give us an idea of what you think we want. You want us to do our next show about and uh, we'll see what we can do. So let's see what our sponsor has to say. Let's see if we can get we can't squeeze them in here real quick. And uh, there we go. Have you ever been lost while traveling? 
or know a great spot is close by, but you just can't quite find it? The Parts of Town app will help navigate all obscure directions from mapping programs to help get you where you're going, from back alley entrances to shortcuts and even info on how to gain entry to all those popular attractions. The Parts of Town app, or POT app for short, will also help you find cannabis-friendly shops and neighborhoods. From ratings and descriptions, you can make informed decisions on where you want to go while visiting new places and navigate confidently through all the streets. Okay, maybe not that one. And know that the Parts of Town app will be with you every step of the way. Download the app for free by entering the Casually Serious podcast code TCSP on the registration form through Apple or Android. The Parts of Town app, pot app, is just for you. <laughs> the pot app. That's some good stuff right there, man. And with all the apps that are hitting everything, I, I you know what? And I'm, I'm kind of late to the to the uh, smartphone thing, but uh, I got real tired of my phone kind of getting filled up with apps. But there's a few right. apps that I have. The Pot app is one of them. Obviously, someone like myself, and I don't want to sound as elite as I know I am of a pothead <laughs> that I am. I don't necessarily need that because right. I kind of know where to go. Uh, but in your I town, but you may travel, right. and uh, it's just, this right. is good to know. And it goes outside of just cannabis. That's why I like this app. I think originally it looks like what what these folks were looking at was to just kind of stick to being kind of that pot app and just deal with cannabis. But as they probably were going from city to city and figuring out all those little obscure places and, and ways to get around, I, I think they realized they could offer so much more. You know, as an international traveler myself, I've used Google Maps and Waze all the time. And look, they do a great job getting us from city to city. We love to drive on our own through these, you know, these countries. And they do a great job doing that. But they kind of get you to where you need to go. You Maybe you're in a city center or a square. You know, I remember once we were uh, we were trying to find, a, I think it was the Van Gogh Museum, actually. And we we're like, okay, we could see it, but we couldn't get to it. And there was like this little trick you had to go under a street and we would have never known. So apps like this are perfect to be able to help you get all those little details here and there. And it certainly doesn't help that, it, I mean, it certainly does help that it also is going to tell you where to go for those cannabis friendly regions of towns that you may not be that familiar with, both in the States and out of the country. Wink, wink. That's some beautiful stuff, because I know that a lot of folks like us, like myself, and, and who have been maybe in the industry or in the know for a long time know you can go to Leafly. You can go to a few right. major places in order to find dispensaries in your area. But really, that's only dispensaries that are kind of participating with that website. Uh, right. This pot app doesn't work that way. It's no. registered. It knows all of the registered dispensaries. So you're going to kind of mix that sort of awesome ways navigation with the ability to not only find out where the Wendy's are and all these other places and how fast to get there and not use main streets but back roads but also those killer dispensaries so thanks so much for right. that. that's right. badass and don't forget the entries too are so helpful so that people are able to kind of put their own comments there too it's kind of like getting reviews when you're purchasing stuff you know it's always nice to get a kind of few ideas of of where's the right places to go especially if you're going to go somewhere like denver uh, you get overwhelmed with the amount of dispensaries and how do you really know you're going to the right one and you know, it, th this is a great app to help along with that. I think it's going to it's going to take off even more and more as cannabis becomes more accepted really throughout the world. Yeah. In addition to a few other apps that, are, you know, you can trade, um, you know, cannabis stocks on a couple of different apps. So there's a lot of different yep. apps that are applying to the cannabis uh, uh, business and all kinds of, you know, uh, connection to customers and stuff like that. So thank you so much to the pot app for that. That's pretty Absolutely. badass. 
That sounds like another show. We could just talk about pot apps. That's going to be a whole show right there. So there you go. Yeah. And a matter of fact, we're going to, I'll go ahead and reiterate that anybody who's watching right now or might've been watching before, whatever the case may be, let us know what you think that next show wants to be. We, we, you know, want us to do because we were, we were kind of stuck on a couple things. We only did a four of a four part series on this one. And then we sort of hit a wall. We're like, what do we do now? <laughs> um, so anybody who's in the comment section, let us know. Speaking of the comment section, let's at least say hello to our folks. You know that we wait until the end of the show to do this because we want to give you the information. And then after that, we'll sit back, spark up a little bit and talk to you guys. Andrew Pace, what is going on, dude? Good to see you, my friend. What's up, Andrew? Brian Smith, hey! watching from El Paso. B. Smith, how you doing, brother? Good to see you, man. Thanks so much for joining us, buddy. Thank you for the review as well. I made sure that I, I I put that picture of you in there because I want everyone to go to our TCSP spot on Facebook and I want them to review us. Let us know what we do good. Let us know what we don't do, but give us a decent amount of stars or something. <laughs> That's awesome. Sarah's freezing in the mitten. Oh, sorry. It's so warm yeah, was, here in Miami. Sorry. I didn't know if that was maybe an entendre. I'm tr I'm digging too deep on that one. Maybe you're just literally just really fucking cold and you're wearing mittens. So my apologies <laughs> on that one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going deeper on that. Cannabis and textiles and manufacturing, more specifically hemp. Uh, yeah. I don't, what were we talking about? I think he's giving ideas for show. For shows. <laughs> Marijuana affects the memory. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it does not. Damien Leva, what is up, my brother? Long time brother. Watching for the first time. Thank you so much. I appreciate hey, David, it. Thanks, man. One, 100%. Andrew, thanks for saying you love the show. Thank you for supporting uh, myself, the Cannabis Cowboy. You've purchased a couple items on eBay from my shop. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, and EB, EB, obviously, brother for life. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, I, I know, I know that the tourism thing seems like attractive for a lot of people. And I want to let you all know that while if, if your state is not legal yet, but eventually you think it's going to be legal or your state will vote it in or it's in the process of voting it in. Depending on where you are, if you already sort of live in a semi-popular place, just expect that place to be 10 times more popular eventually. Um, and, you know, I just don't think I think the reason why Miami doesn't isn't feeling it is because you just can't get any more people in there, man. Um, you can't squeeze any more people. I mean, I'm sorry, Miami. Don't that's not me telling you to put your beer down. I'm just saying you can't squeeze any more people in South Florida and uh I think please. some of these other Stay places. Away. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, please, ladies and gentlemen, hang out where you are. Don't worry. Eventually, it's going to be legal in your state, and you can just hang out at your house. You do not have to worry about anything else. Um, you know, that's you know, I'm just kidding. It's brought a, it's brought a it, lot of money to this state, man. It has, and it's done the same here, and it's going to do it in other states as well as they start to see what kind of windfalls are actually coming from this. But I think a lot of it still is states waiting to see the overall effect to really get that 10 or 12 year numbers as far as, you know, how, where's crime, what's underage, what's happening with all the things that people were mostly concerned about uh, before they went to allowing, especially for recreational. But as the dominoes fall throughout the states, at least, and seeing it happening internationally, so Amsterdam may go down, but now you've got 
of Catalonia, which is an area within Spain and the Barcelona region has actually legalized now under the same premise as what as what uh, Holland has done. So you're, you're looking at a place like that or Portugal, uh, Uruguay and South America. <clears throat> there are countries that are still kind of coming through with this. And I think you'll see more and more, uh, not just obviously here in the States, but elsewhere, not meaning that we're really going to go cannabis touring all over the uh, uh, out of out of the United States anymore. I think we all have it right here, but it's also nice to know where those friendly locations are when you are uh, away from the from the 50 states. Did I bore you? Did you freeze? Did I freeze? Thought are we here? Oh. Hello. Sorry, I think I froze or you did. We froze. That was pretty that was pretty crazy. Uh, Probably I my internet is terrible all the way down here. Something about the ocean. I don't know. I can speak for somebody who's obviously cultivating and stays within the legal limits, but I also had to draw, I had to find some place to get genetics and there's places in Holland, uh, you know, you know, um, there's actually at Barney's farm, there's places that, that have been doing it for a long, long time that you know about, but then there's places like sweet seeds in Chile and Chile and, uh, in, in Brazil, like you were saying, and really not only are they getting in the legalization game, the cultivation game is so yes. big for those countries right. and, and, and areas. Right. And it's, Hello. Again. That's really, very weird. Oh, man. Sorry. Technical anyway, difficulties. Technical difficulties. It happens. That doesn't matter. We'll push through it. But anyway, right here, we're at the gentlemen. end of the show. Come on. We can get through. <laughs> Just push through. But uh, anyway, guys, that was pretty much it. That's really the end of it. Um, Eric says he left Chile. It's the wrong Chile, but I, I do feel. I get it. I get it, man. He's trying to be beef a real. Beef chili. Little... Just beef chili, man. Those beans get to me, man. All beef chili. Mm, so good. Ken, man, you got anything you uh, want to say before you take off? Any shout out to your dispenser or anything like that? Just want to really thank everybody for joining us and checking us out. Uh, people that are watching us after the fact that aren't watching live, just uh, just have you guys know as well that we would love to hear your feedback, whether you leave it at the on our on our Facebook page or on our YouTube page. Any type of feedback you've got at all with our show and about our show, we definitely want to be something that can be entertaining. We want to kind of get to our point and have a little bit of fun doing it. We're going to try to keep these shows right around this time we're at right now so that people can kind of know what we're doing and follow through. We'd love to talk for hours, and we obviously can. We generally go off live, and Bob and I spend another hour or two just talking shit anyway. So, uh, you know, we're still working on how we can put that format in, but we really don't want this one to run too long so our archives can go smooth, or we'll figure out something. I don't know. I'm sure there's technology that we just don't know yet, but we'll figure it all out. So anyway, I want to thank everybody. Really appreciate all the support. Having a lot of fun doing this. This four-part series was great, and the next one will make it even better. 100%. I want to thank the uh, Built Different group for kind of bringing us in there and sort of and sort of shooting us out all over the place. Um, you know, we've got, we're on Instagram now. We've got a little bit of a presence there with the young folk. So uh, you can check us out on Instagram. It's just uh, the Casually Serious Podcast. We don't really don't have to cut any corners on that one. Uh, right. Unlike myself and my cannabis situation, I really can't <laughs> boost any of that stuff on Facebook. They don't love it. So, uh, but if you're not following me, check out cultivating with the cannabis cowboy on YouTube, check out Bob, the cannabis cowboy on Facebook and check out my page cultivating with the cannabis cowboy on uh, Facebook as well. So you can find 
me with any of those different versions, cam- cannabis, cowboy, cultivating, Bob, throw that shit all together in a blender and you're going to find me at some point. So um, I'm trying to help you guys grow anyone that's in legal states if you haven't done it so far. So that's really what I'm going for. So again, like Ken Man said, thank you so much to everyone for hanging out, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, give us a, drop us a line. Let us know what you want the next show to be about. And uh, until then, we'll see you later.